Good morning, everybody, and welcome to NFL Sunday Rise, week number nine edition. You're listening to the Sideline Junkies. Myself, I am the boss, BJ, and with me, I have the big guy, KG. What's going on, KG? Good morning. It is uh, a beautiful weekend, um, 64 degrees outside in the DMV. Washington has New York today. Notre Dame beat Clemson, number one team in the, in the nation. Uh, so, you know, I woke up this morning. I got a headache. But I am extremely, extremely happy with my college football team. Let's hopefully hope my NFL team can duplicate the same success. Well, um, I'm happy for different reasons. Um, I got, thanks to Big Jim, also a sideline junkie. I got two copies of The Last Ron in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic that just came out uh, on the 28th. Got a, a one copy and a variant. So uh, I love it. Um, I, my, my football cards came today from fanatics.com. Um, so I'm trying to decide what to do with those. Um, looking at my, my Ninja Turtle comics, there are 50 variants. There's going to be five issues, and there are 50 variants of these magazines, and I would like all of them. So that is a, a, a mission that I will be on for probably the rest of the year, trying to get all the variants of these so-called last-running comic books that are I read the first one. I love it. I love it. I love it. I hope they, I hope it's so popular that they continue it or make it into a series. I would love that. So, but KG, that's not why we're here today, baby. We are here to talk some NFL week number nine. And I want to start off with some really good news. I want to start off with some good news. Um, if you've been following the NFL, um, you know, Des Bryant has been out the league for last, what? Three or four seasons? How long? It's been about three or four seasons. 2017. Yeah, so it's been three seasons he's been out. um, Tried to make a comeback with the Saints. Hurt himself. Uh, He's been working, rehabbing, working, 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 working. Okay? He got signed to the Baltimore Ravens practice squad um, last week. And... I see that the news come out today that he, you know, yesterday, I believe that he was promoted to the 53 man roster and eligible to play today. So, man, I just want to send a big congratulations and a big shout out to Des Bryant because it, it just shows you, you keep putting the work in and you be consistent and believe in yourself. Anything's possible. And he's sitting here. A lot of people thought, after, you know, he hurt himself with the Saints, that it, that was it. But he kept scrapping, he kept digging, kept working, running routes, you know, rehabbing. And here he is with Baltimore. And not, not and KG, this isn't just any team. This is a team that, you know, can get hot and be contenders. They're considered, you know, one of the top teams in the AFC. They're expected to be, make a deep run in the playoffs. You know, uh, at some point you, you figure that them, Pittsburgh, Tennessee are going to butt heads. And it's going to come down to they're going to be one of those teams vying for their AFC championship. So tell me um, 
what's your what's your thoughts on uh, the whole Dad's Bryant situation? Well, I'm I'm be honest with you. Uh, when he signed to the practice squad, you know, I'm, I I thought about it. I was like, why the practice squad? But like we said uh, two weeks ago, the practice squad is not your traditional practice squad this year. This is COVID nineteen practice squad. So, you know, you get on, you go through protocol, you, you go through testing, um, you get yourself together, you take the time to learn the playbook. This is what I wanted from Eric Reed. Same thing, you know, on practice squad for about a week, and then, boom. And he would have been on practice squad for the bye week, so he wouldn't have missed any game time. So, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Des Bryant signing with Baltimore initially was a shock because I remember New Orleans year before last when he got hurt, they said as soon as he was healthy again, they would re-sign him. And I don't even think they made an attempt to. And with the receiver problems that they have with uh, Michael Thomas being out for conduct detrimental to the team and uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders being hurt, I would think that you would have needed a receiver so, you know, during all this time, you could have went after Dez Bryant again. But not here to tear down uh, Minnesota and their thinking. This is about Dez Bryant. And long as he's not in a cowboy uniform, I'm, I'm happy with that. Because the dude then torched us a couple times. And I'm hoping he can do that to Pittsburgh. I'm hoping he can do that to Cleveland, Cincinnati. Uh, I'm hoping he can do that to Tennessee. I'm hoping he can do that to all the AFC teams so they can make a run through the playoffs. Because I love it when Baltimore has a a deep run in the playoffs because it, 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 it doesn't not only invigorates the state, I'm sorry, the city, it invigorates the state of Maryland, which encompasses all of us down here uh, in the DMV with you know, being Washington fans, but when Baltimore makes a run, we always hope for a Washington run so they can we can have a battle of two ninety five for the Super Bowl, which would be my ultimate dream. You keep dreaming about that, okay? Hey, you gotta hold on to your dreams, man. But you, I, you I do, you do, and I just said that with Des Bryant. You gotta, you know, believe in yourself. So I, I you know, just keep dreaming, though, okay? In our lifetime, we are going to see that. We are going to see a Baltimore-Washington Super Bowl in our lifetime. I don't know when. I don't know how. Because the the, the I've had it happen so many times on Madden that it's – and, I mean, it, it's crazy. But whenever Baltimore's up, Washington's down. Whenever Washington's up, Baltimore's down. So it's just a ebb and flow. But – Still. Okay, well, you know, I, I, we'll see. We'll see if that happens or not. Um, my man, we're going to mix in a little uh, little uh, fantasy with the reality. My man Christian McCaffrey is back today. And guess who has Christian McCaffrey on his fantasy team? And he's been taking up a spot. I said, I'm not going to release him. I'm going to hold on to this guy. So when he comes back, he can propel my first place, my first place team to new heights. 
and I did that. So he's splitting time with Davis today. Um, you know, he's been out with the, uh, I think, believe it was the ankle. So McCaffrey is back today. So beware, league. Beware. It is time. And I already got a stranglehold on the league right now. And I plan to take it to another level. I'm going to do what the Buffalo Bills can't do, which is close games. I'm going to close this thing out. You hear me, KG? You hear me talking to you? Yeah, I got you, brother. I'm 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 right there with you. And you you talking about uh fantasy. You talk about Christian McCaffrey and I saw that and I'm like, "Okay, he going to set the league, our fantasy league on fire again." Um if I'm not mistaken, Christian McCaffrey got the record this year for most points in a fantasy game. I'll double check that in a second. But I'm also getting Antonio Brown today. <laughs> Cha-ching. You are getting Antonio Brown today, but he don't he gotta share the ball. And you know what? He's probably gonna get a nice workload because I have Chris Godwin, and Chris Godwin's been fighting injury, and he's out today. So I had to put uh I believe he pronounced his name LaVisca Chenault from the Jaguars. I have him, I had to throw him in there today. So hopefully he has a decent game for me. So um, KG Baker Mayfield went on the uh, injured reserve COVID nineteen list. Before uh, we go to that, B. Before we go to that, talk to now me. it it was last season that Christian McCaffrey set the league record because our league is only two years old. Mm-hmm. Sixty one point seven zero in a freaking game. I didn't get. You know why I don't care about that because he didn't do it while he was on my team. No, he did it while he was on my team last mm-hmm. season because you stole him from me. Let's just talk about that. You but know, I mean, you did get 59.6 from Aaron Jones uh, this season. So that's the record for this season. But Christian McCaffrey has the overall record in our league. Let's go. Well, I'm I'm hoping for big things. I know they, you know, they're going to probably ease him back in this week. But I know he's ready to go and ready to, to get the Panthers rolling. So... Uh, Carolina takes on Kansas City today, so yeah, he's gonna be running around like a chicken with his head cut off because Kansas City's gonna put that thing away. Um, oh, I was saying Baker Mayfield's on the injured uh, reserve COVID nineteen list. He came in contact, I believe, with a staff member that tested positive, and the Browns are on a bye week this week today. Everything goes well for Baker; he'll be off the list by Wednesday, I believe. So I don't think that's nothing really too serious for the Browns, especially with them um, not playing. Um, Matthew Stafford, on the other hand, is coming off, and he is cleared to play after a week of isolation. So the Lions will get Matthew Stafford back today for their battle, division battle, with Minnesota. Let's see here. What else we got, KG? Um... Antonio Brown, you said something about Antonio Brown. Uh, everybody in the Bucks camp is ranting and raving about Antonio Brown. They say he looks good. He's ready to go. Do you think he's going to make an immediate impact with the Buccaneers? At uh, They have a big game tonight uh, with New Orleans. So I ask you, and this isn't, we're going to ask, we're, we're going to do the, the, que- the, the, the question of the day. That's going to come at the end of the show. I don't know what KG's going to ask me and vice versa. But KG, I'm going to ask you this question. 
AB comes to Tampa Bay, plays New Orleans tonight, should be a a really good game. Give me um, are you you taking him over or under five catches tonight? Mm, I'm taking him over five catches. I, I think he'll have, I think he'll have maybe about eight targets, six to seven catches. I'm not gonna say he gonna he gonna catch everything thrown his way, but uh, I think he gonna have some targets because he's gonna be open. That's one thing. One thing about Antonio Brown is he has pretty damn good footwork. Um, pretty damn good. I'm sorry, sir. Did you say pretty damn good or the, one of the one of the best pairs of feet in the league? Well, well I didn't I didn't want to gush too bad. That's why I didn't say that. But yeah, he got some of the best damn feet in the league. I mean, when it comes to footwork, it's only one other receiver that I can really compare him to. With footwork, and most people would not agree with this, but I'll say Chad Johnson, another guy with great footwork, who uh, was on the on the path to be a Hall of Fame. I th- I still think he's going to be a Hall of Famer, just not first ballot. But the footwork is impeccable. You know, able to get off the line and and, and miss bumps and things like that. And you know, AB had problems with his feet a couple of years ago. Where you know he had blisters and things on his feet from uh, a treatment that he got overseas when he was with the Raiders. So I remember that. But hey, still some of the best feet in the league. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, man. Like he might, you know, we've count we we we've called him a clown a couple times on this show and. You know, you question his actions, you know, what he's done with the, you know, the Raiders um, and just his actions overall the last couple of years. And, but nothing is in question when he comes on that field. OK, he's one of the best in the league. And if he could just harness that energy. OK, Mama. to um be the best and focus on football and leave all the off the field silly shit alone. Man, KG, you know I've been ranting and raving about Tampa Bay and you know, and everybody listening to the show knows that I've been saying about week 12, you're going to see Tampa Bay shifting to another gear. I think that they're double clutching it now. They're coming out of, they're coming out of second gear and they're in third gear now. And I think you might see it a little earlier, but I'm going to push it back. I'm going to still say about week 13, 12, because now they're adding a new dynamic, which is Antonio Brown to the mix. But saying that, I don't think it's going to be that long of a, of a jail period because Brady and Antonio Brown, even just for one game, they played together. So they kind of know each other. Um, and when you have two of the best in the league, you don't have to. You don't have to have that much jail time. You don't have to have that much getting together time because Antonio Brown is one of the best route runners in the league. Tom Brady is one of the best in the league when coming out of your routes, hitting you where you're supposed to be at. So this is going to be very interesting to see. One, if Antonio Brown mentally can hold it together for the rest of the season. If he can, Tampa Bay shoots up to my Super Bowl favorite. Okay. Um, 
they were probably my Super Bowl favorite before. Um, not the, you know trying to disrespect the defending champs. They're a little laggy right now. Um, but yeah, Tampa Bay is gonna if they can get to and, and let me tell you this. This also buys Chris Godwin some time because now they got Antonio Brown back. I would tell Chris Godwin, look, sit down for two or three weeks. Let the ankle heal 100% up. I don't want you to come back 80%, 85%. Get that joint 100%. When you come back, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin on the field, Antonio Brown, Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Leonard Fournette, and I forget the other back in the backfield. And you got Tom Brady, number 12, running the show. All right, the rest of the, what is that, NFC South? Go ahead and pack that thing up. And I'm talking about Drew Brees and the boys, too. Go ahead and pack that thing up. And um, y'all can carry the bags. Where's the, where's the Super Bowl being played at this year, KG? Uh, is, it, is, it, is it Raymond James? I believe so. I believe they they putting it back down in in Tampa Bay. Yes, they, that is true. Well, they can just they can they can get a couple people from the Saints, a couple people from the Panthers, and a couple people from the Falcons to come in and help feed the Buccaneers and you know carry their bags around. Um, you know, maybe they might need to wash the bus. You know, you don't want to pull up the Super Bowl on a dirty bus, so you you can have the, the Falcons do that. They're the bottom of that 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 division. They could come clean the bus. The Saints can come, you know, serve the food in the buffet to the the Buccaneers. You know, I, I already got it lined up for them. They, I, I got the, you know, the choice for the rest of the uh, division. Well, um, OJ Howard is in, on injured reserve. He tore his Achilles back in October. But uh, I mean, damn, they don't even have Cameron Brake anymore. Well, they do, but ha- has he played this year? That I'm not sure about. I see no stats for 2020 for Cameron Brait. Yeah, you stumped me on that one. Wow. Because Cameron Brait, and, you know, you don't find many teams with two pretty damn good uh, tight ends like O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. But then you add Gronkowski to the mix. So you got three tight receiving tight ends that can pretty much destroy you if given the chance. But I I see no stats for Cameron Brake this year. And you know, and, it, and it's something I said, it was either the last week's show or the week before show. People got to remember, Rob Gronkowski was 600 and something days out of football. Lost a lot of weight. So now, after nine, eight weeks, you're not in football shape. I'm, you know, you still have to put some muscle on. You still get in football shape. And, and that's why I keep saying the second half of the season is going to be a the tell, the telling of the tale for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're going to see them getting another gear and see them separate themselves from the rest of the NFC. Um, Seattle, I, I, I'm I'm looking at a Seattle Tampa Bay NFC Championship game, and if that's the case, KG, I'm telling you, I'll be there with my popcorn and 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 glued into my seat. I'm telling you. But if I'm not mistaken, Russell Wilson head to head has a, a few W's over TB12. So I'm gonna take Danger Russ in that. So I would bet against you on that. If it's Seattle, uh, Tampa Bay, give me Seattle. Well, we'll talk about that when the time comes. Um, <laughs> for right now, we're gonna take a break, 
And when we come back, we're going to go over our highlighted games of today. Give you all, you know, our big picks of those. Uh, I got five down. I don't know how many KG has down. We'll go through the games. And of course, like always, at the end of that, I'm going to talk Buffalo, Seattle. KG's going to talk Washington football team, NYG. I got a question for KG. I know he has one for me. So stay tuned. We're coming right back with the NFL Sunday Wise Week 9 edition. Hey, we're right back at it. Sideline Junkies NFL uh, Sunday Rise Week number nine edition. Big guy KG, the boss BJ. Um, we're going to go dive right into our week number nine big games of the week. KG, um, I'm going to tell you what I have. Let me know if you had the same thing or different. I got um, Seattle and Buffalo is a big game of the week. I have Detroit, Minnesota, Baltimore, Indy, uh, the Chargers and the Raiders, and the Buccaneers and the Saints are my five big games of the week. What, you, what do you have? Well, I'll add to that. Um, and most people won't say that it's a big game, but the Steelers visiting the Cowboys. I think that's a trap game. And I think that, that you know, hey, we got dumpster fire of the week. We got game of the week. This is trap game of the week. Um, you can't overlook the Cowboys. Uh, this kid, Danucci, that plays with the Cowboys, I think he has a he has enough skill to get a couple of wins. I'm not saying he's a world beater. But, hey, learn how to hand the ball off to Zeke and let him eat. That's it. 20, 25 hey. times Cowboy win. We, we've been saying that. I think Zeke is at what five or six fumbles this year, yeah. this season. Um, sorry about that. I had to get Junior stop kicking the trash can. So um, I got the note saying that uh, the Cowboys are planning to start Garrett Gilbert versus the Steelers. So um, trap game. I don't know KG because Pittsburgh rolling and Pittsburgh coming in. Um, let me hold on. Let me get to it. Of course, when I hit the thing to go to the uh, report, I'm just trying to pull up what the uh, rankings are. Still, it's Cowboys. Here we go. So, yeah, Pittsburgh coming in number one passing offensive game. Um, I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry. That's the that 24th points per game. They're fifth. And then yards allowed per game, they're fifth, Pittsburgh. So, you know what's crazy? I'm reading this. Dallas still comes in passing yards per game, number one, and that's all because of Dak Prescott. So that tells you how important Dak Prescott was and that they should stop playing with him when it comes to this contract and this money. Their defense is a whole nother issue. So, um If anything, KG, I think we'll, – we'll, we'll, well, let me let me, let me me ask you this first. Since you think that's a trap game of the week, give me your final score in the Pittsburgh-Dallas game. My mind's telling me no. <laughs> uh, uh, if everything goes the correct way. See, I'm, I'm on the fence. 
But if everything goes the correct way, I'll say still is 31-7. But any given Sunday, and I say it's a trap game because Dallas has a chance. They got to fight his chance every time. So I'm going to say the, the Steelers are going to win this, but it's going to be close. I'm talking 27-24 Pittsburgh today. But it's gonna it's gonna raise a few eyebrows like, oh shit. Um damn, did we almost lose that? Yeah. I got I got Pittsburgh winning day twenty-eight to nine. Um you know, it's it's Dallas, Pittsburgh, two of the most storied franchises in the history of the the, the NFL. But Dallas right now is struggling on another level. Um they, they keep jumping quarterbacks. I think the Pittsburgh defense is going to be too much for the Cowboys sputtering offense today. I'll take Pittsburgh 28 to 9. There. Um, give me your. I reeled, I reeled off games. Give me your big games of the week. What else What else you have written down? Uh, outside of everything that you said, you know what? Add the Cardinals Dolphins to a big game today. Um, Cardinals are hot. Dolphins are hot. It's a uh, two a time down in Miami. So I just, I, I, I just, uh, I'm like, uh, I don't know who to choose in that game, but I think, you know, with everything that's going on, uh, <laughs> Miami might come out of that. Miami might come out of, uh, that, 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 that fray with the good victory. Um, I'll say another close game, 21-20. Yeah, Tua, um, Kyler Murray. Still trying to learn how to pronounce Tua's name. I think it's Tago Bialoa. I think it's that, but don't quote me on that. I'm still practicing. Um, I got Arizona winning this one. Where do I have it? 24-17. I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, I think at the end of the day, I think Kyler Murray's big playability with Hopkins, Fitzgerald, I think that'll put them ahead. But I, I expect it to be a good close game. I don't think, you know, the Cardinals are going to go and, you know, wipe them off the face of the earth or anything like that. So Cardinals 24-17 for me there. Um. The next game I got, and I think you got this game too, is the Chargers and the Raiders. Yep, Chargers Raiders. That's a divisional game. Um, the Raiders, the Raiders are sneaky good, and I, I know over the years I've used that, but they are sneaky good because you don't hear much about them. I mean, outside of the the fines, and they lost a six round draft pick early this week because of uh, COVID protocol. Um, measures and not properly wearing masks, which is I'm like wow. And uh, owner Mark Davis called it a uh, draconian, the the punishment. And I, but hey, wear the damn mask. That's all you got to do. Pretty much. And if Gruden doesn't want to wear the mask, take a page out of Andy Reid's playbook and wear the face shield. But I think him wearing the face shield. He can't yell and project his voice the way he wants. But you got to follow the rules. Rules are rules. Coach Gruden. Um, 
But this one, smart money would say bet with the Raiders. Not even going to lie, because they got the experienced quarterback in Derek Carr. Um, uh, Henry Ruggs. Uh, what's the tight end? Waller. On the comeback trail, you know, he, he didn't got everything together, and he's rolling, he's on his way back to the top. Uh, but the Chargers can, if you let them hang around, they'll snatch it from you. And they'll make you look like a fool. So I think I'm going to have to roll with Vegas. Um, even though the state of Nevada had us waiting all this week. Uh, but I think I'm going to have to roll with Vegas in this one. This is going to be another good game, another tight one. 21 to 10, Vegas. I think B got defeated by the mute button. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. I'm here talking my ass off. I can see the smoke coming from the microphone. And I look up and it's muted. Uh, I agree with you. I think this is going to be a really, really good division game. I think both teams are are playing really good right now. I love Justin Herbert. I love him. I love him. I love him. I don't even know why Tyrod Taylor was an option in the beginning of the season. I cannot figure that out for the life of me. Um, I'm taking the charges today. You got to have a veteran when you got an inexperienced rookie. You got to have a veteran. And don't get me wrong. Tyrod Taylor is a experienced veteran. Um, He's a game manager and he's a good teacher. I just don't want him as my starting quarterback. I want him as a quarterback's coach or offensive coordinator. Yeah, he he has a career after the NFL, and he's going to be a damn good offensive coordinator, possibly even coach, because the kid can teach. Uh, you know what, man? I'm a. This, you know, we 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 agree to disagree. I don't know about all that. He's barely he's barely a game manager when he comes in the game. So, I'm just speaking for him, watching him in Buffalo. Um, we're not even going to get into that. Justin Herbert, really good. Rookie uh, against Derek Carr. Good divisional matchup. I'm taking the Chargers today. 31 to 30. I think this is going to be a really close game. I think it's going to come down to the last couple possessions into the fourth quarter. And I'm going to give it to the Chargers to squeak it out today. So, um... Do you have Detroit, Minnesota on your list? Nah, but you do, and I'm I'm intrigued to hear what you got to say about that. Divisional, another divisional game. Detroit gets Matt Stafford back today. Okay? Minnesota's favored by two and a half, which is nothing. They're at home. And I got – I think this is going to be a good game. You know, everybody, you know, it just depends on what Minnesota shows up. What Kirk Cousins shows up, um, you know, the, the injury list and questionable list is long for the Lions. So, I'm, I think, who did I pick today? Oh, I got Minnesota. I think Minnesota's going to get this one from Detroit. 30-24 is what I have. Minnesota today. You got to have some of that. All right, you got Minnesota. I'm going the other way because of what Detroit showed me against Atlanta. Now, I'm not saying Atlanta got the greatest defense, but 
Minnesota ain't got a a really, really good defense either. And Detroit rolled down the field like it was nothing to win the game. I got Detroit, and I just threw up in my mouth a little bit when I said that, but I got Detroit beating Minnesota uh, 28-24. Okay, I got two more games on mine. Um, before we get to our squads. So, I got Baltimore and Indy. I think that's going to be a really good game. Baltimore's favored by three. They're in Indy, um, 46.5 points under. So, I have Baltimore winning this in a really, really close game. I got them um, over the the 46.5 24-23 Baltimore. I think this is going to be another game where it's going to come down to the end of the game and Lamar Jackson driving down the field and maybe a, a big Des Bryant catch across the middle to put them in field goal range to take the lead. I, I agree with you on the win. I just don't agree with you on the over for the 46 and a half. Um, I'm going to say, because I don't know, it's maybe – it's just me, but has Baltimore to you been struggling to score points think, in the red yes. zone? Yes, and I and I I don't know why anybody else has notices that. Not, and it's, this is not the red zone the offense. Period. Yes, has been struggling. Marquise Brown's not getting the ball, so I I think that you know Dez isn't Dez of five years ago. He's not going to take the top off the defense, but I think if you can have somebody as a security blanket for Lamar, somebody that can go across a big receiver, that can go across the middle, that can get you some tough yards, it, you know, that that the stuff that's not pretty, you know, Hollywood Brown streaking down the sideline and Lamar throwing that perfect spiral 30, 40 yards downfield, hitting them in stride. And you get somebody to go underneath, do the dirty work, and I think that's dead. It's going to, you know, of course, like, look, I don't expect Dez to come in have 10 catches, you know, he's been out of football for a minute, but you know, I do expect him to make a little impact, and I think the Ravens do too. Well, And they need the help. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's why I got Baltimore going under the 46 and a half, but not by much. Well, they're not going to win by much. I say 23-20 Baltimore, uh, Justin Tucker, last second, um, let's be Real. Um, last second, fifty-one yard field goal goes to the uprights, and I, I love when Baltimore plays Indianapolis. I absolutely love it. I love it when it happens in Baltimore, and I hope that Indianapolis loses every time they come to Baltimore to play for what they did to that city, for what the Ursays did. I hope I, every time they play. A team from Baltimore. I don't care if it was the Baltimore Stallions or whomever. I always hope that ba- that Indianapolis lose because you ripped the heart out of a city by moving to Indianapolis. Well, tell them how you really feel. So, well, that leaves my my next and final game before we go to our two teams um, tonight, Sunday Night Football, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, four-and-a-half point favorite, 54-and-a-half under. I am going over 
with both teams. I'm going over on his point spread. Um, Mike Thomas comes back tonight for the Saints. That's going to be big. You know, they've been having issues with him, injuries, you know, personal stuff, um, fighting with the team, you know, yelling at the coaches and stuff. But Mike Thomas is Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas come back. He's going to help that offense tremendously. I have Tampa Bay winning, though. I think I, I think I, a lot of these games, I think these are going to be really good games. And teams are just going to, some of these teams are just going to come up just short of winning. I got Tampa Bay 38-37 tonight. I got TB12. I got Antonio Brown. I got Mike Evans. I got Gronkowski. I got all, I got them moving the ball. I got the Saints and Drew Brees and Mike Thomas. I got them going back and forth today. Back and forth today. With a couple of big defensive stops, I think that's going to be more on the Tampa Bay side. Um, and TB12 driving down the field and putting him in a position to go up and win that game at the final final drive. You know what? When I knew this game was on the schedule a week ago, um, when they were talking about it, I saw Tampa Bay struggle with a depleted and uh, down Giants team last week and nearly lose. But I want to see Alvin Kamara. I got a lot of stakes in this game. I got Alvin Kamara. I got Antonio Brown. I got Rob Gronkowski. So I need all these guys to have good games. But, you know, try not to get each other hurt. Um, But... I might have to agree with you. I think I'm going to have to go Tampa Bay. And I think it's going to be a classic Tom Brady two-minute drill. Um, you got the two, the number one and the number two all-time uh, touchdown leaders in this game and Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So I think they're going to try to throw a lot of touchdowns. I'm going to say 38-35 Tampa Bay. All right, brother. Um, that leaves us with our two squads. Did we flip a coin? Who's going first? Um, hey, you know what? Let's just talk. Let's let's do Seattle Buffalo first, and then we're gonna finish up with um, NYG at Washington. You want to go Seattle Buffalo first? Tell me who you got winning. Let, let, let's go there. Uh, this is gonna be a tough one because um, the love that I have for Russell Wilson comes into play here, but. The love I also have for the Buffalo Bills, um, and it's been like that since the 90s. I used to do playbooks, and my playbooks were patterned after the K-Gun offense. A lot of shotgun, uh, a lot of deep passes. You know, you got to have skill receivers. I built teams, you know, based on Buffalo's offense. You know, you got to have a good possession receiver like James Lofton, but you got to have somebody like Andre Reid that can go across the middle and take you deep. And it, it, it that all plays a factor into this game for me. And I really think Buffalo has a shot to knock Seattle off. Just, you know, just knock them off kilter a little bit. I don't think Russell Wilson's going to have a bad game. I think Buffalo is just going to stand up, stand tall, and get this win. Uh, but it, it, it's not going to be easy. And I'm going to say 38-31, Buffalo. 
Well, the uh, Seahawks are favorite uh, by two in Buffalo, uh, 54 and a half under. I think it's going to be over, but here's my issue with the Buffalo Bills. The offense that played the first four weeks of the season versus the offense that have played the last four weeks have been abysmal. They haven't been as bad as the defense. The defense is still horrible. So now you're putting this horrible defense up that can't pass rush, that can't stop the run, and having trouble in the secondary against Russell Wilson, which right now I believe he's the leading MVP favorite, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson. Okay, I just, for me, and you're talking to a Buffalo Bills fan, you have to prove to me that you can win these games. They have not proven, Sean McDermott hasn't proven in his tenure here at Buffalo, that he can beat teams with a winning record. I did, you know, my bits of Buffalo when they beat the Patriots last week, and I said, I don't think I've ever said in my life that the winning coach got outcoached. I felt like last week Sean McDermott got outcoached by Bill Belichick It just came down to Justin Zimmer making a huge play, punching that ball out of Cam's hands. Because if he did not do that, the the New England Patriots were going to walk into the end zone on their shoddy Buffalo Bills defense. I I promise you ten times. Um, Today I cannot pick my Buffalo Bills. I think that it's going to be close because the Seahawks boast one of the worst passing defense in the NFL. So if Buffalo can't take advantage of that and get back on track passing, I don't know what to say. All right? We're, we're through week eight now. This is week nine. Teams are – the teams have their blueprints. They are what they are now. You can see what they are. You can see where their weaknesses are, okay? You're talking about Seattle, number one points per game, 34.3. Um, points allowed 24th. The Bills are 14th. Total yards a game, the Seahawks are third. Passing, Seahawks are third. Uh, total yards a game, Buffalo's 13th. And passing yards at 10th. Uh, Seattle, 11th rushing yards. Buffalo, 20th. Yards allowed a game. This is where it gets a little hot and heavy. The Seahawks are dead last, 32nd, 460.9 yards allowed a game. The Bills, 16th, 358, okay? The Buffalo Bills are the only division leader right now that have more points allowed than points scored, okay? Listen to that. Yeah, Junior saying, oh, no, and uh-oh, because he knows, too. The Buffalo Bills are the only division leader that have more points allowed than points scored. And I don't think, I think, like I said, this is week nine. Right now, I think that's going to be the case that they're going to have to outscore Seattle. Can they do that? I just don't think so. I think Pete Carroll on the other side is the better coach than Sean McDermott. It hurts me. It pains me to say it. But Sean McDermott has to prove to me 
that he can come up with a game plan to beat the upper echelon of coaches in this league. When I did the bits of Buffalo, I put Sean McDermott in the silver class of coaches. That means there's a gold class and a platinum class ahead of him. He's not at the bottom. He's not at the top. He's he's like the bottom middle of coaches for me right now, in my opinion. This is where you earn your money. You didn't beat Tennessee. You didn't beat Kansas City. Struggle with the Jets. You almost lost to the Patriots. A Patriots team that didn't have two of their receivers and they're the best cornerback in the league. And you still struggled against them. Because I told y'all last week when that game hit, I wanted to see Buffalo take the swords like an old gladiator movie, charge the Patriots, and just chop them up. Like, this is our division now. We don't care about Tom Brady. You know, this is ours now. We're going to take this from you. We're going to make you think about this now. Like, man, Buffalo series. And they didn't do that last week. If you come out that game as a Patriots fan, you're like, man, we almost beat Buffalo. They're 6-2, and two, and we almost beat them. And you have to feel good about that. You have to feel good about that. So today I'm taking the Seahawks 30-40-30. Um, I, I think they're going to be over. Uh, I think Seattle's going to cover the two points. But until Buffalo proves to me they can hang with the big dogs, I can't pick them. You have to prove this to me. I'm not just going to pick you because you're my squad. You got too many holes. Um, if this was the offense – of the first four weeks, I would pick I would pick the Buffalo Bills. But for some reason, the offense is falling off track. It can't get going. I'm hoping they can get going today against the team that has the most yards allowed in the league, which is the Seattle Seahawks. If you can't get going against this team, something has to change, which is too late now because the trading deadline's passed. Something has to change. Okay, um, for me, over, under, on 300 yards, Josh Allen today, I'm saying over because he's going to have to make plays to win. Um, the offensive line did a hell of a job last week against the Patriots getting Zach Moss and Devin Singletary going. Do you hear me? Zach Moss was on his grown man shit last week. That offensive line, unfortunately, uh, Mitch Moore's concussion, I think he's missing today again, but Hey, next man up, you got to step in. You got to step up. It's time to go, man. You want this job or not, let's do it. So I hope they win today, but I think it's highly unlikely. I'm, I, I just – P. Carroll, Russell Wilson, Sean McDermott, and Josh Allen have to prove to me that this is what they can do. That 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 This would be a huge win for the Buffalo Bills – franchise it will open some eyes around the league they come in today and they beat seattle matt milano's not playing today um there's a whole list of buffalo um cody ford's not playing today josh norman's hurt i'm sorry cody ford is questionable uh dawson knox is questionable josh norman's out matt milano uh morris the center i already said he's out with a concussion um, so, um, the Seattle Seahawks, they're missing, uh, Griffin, the cornerback. He's out concussion. Uh, they're missing the guard, Carlos Hyde, Chris. Oh, Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde are out today for Seattle. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. 
I, I, I'm still taking Seattle 34-30. KG, I hope I'm wrong, man. I really do. Uh, I, I don't know, bro. I, I, I think it's going to be a good game, and it's a lot of good games today. Um, and I mean a lot. We did all the 4 o'clock games. Every game at 4 o'clock is going to be good. So, you know, you got to keep your head on a swivel there. Then you got, what, uh, four, five, four games in the 1 o'clock hour you got to keep your eye on. And, you know, one that I'm keeping my eye on, eye on is, of course, the next game we're going to talk about, and that's Washington versus uh, the New York football Giants. Well, I'm going to go first because I want you to go last because I want you to, you know, go in detail and have that last word on your team. Uh, Washington's coming off the bow week, okay? Um, offensively, 30th points per game. Uh, total yards per game, 30th. Passing yards, 29th. Rushing yards, 26. The Giants are no better. 31st uh, points per game. Uh, 31st total yards, 28 uh, passing yards a game, 27 rushing yards. But here's where it, it, the difference is, ladies and gentlemen. Yards allowed. The Washington football team is fourth, 309.1. Giants, not too bad, not too shabby, 13th, 354.8. Um, I think, I don't think, I know that's where the difference is going to be this week. For Washington front seven. Getting to Daniel Jones, making him make mistakes, uh, getting off the field, getting the, the offense and uh, Kyle Allen in, in good field position where they can put some points on the board. Now, today, um, I picked the Washington football team. I just had to find them. There we go. Washington 2013. Um, Chase Young, I'm going to say two sacks today. Chase Young, two sacks today. I, I love that uh, Chase Young tells you what his mom tells him. And, and she basically told him, you ain't leading the league in sacks, so you're doing okay. So, like, mom's like, look, go get them sacks. Stop playing around. He's a monster. Everybody, I think, you know, sometimes I read these forms and stuff. He's a rookie, though. You got to remember, he is a rookie trying to get his techniques down, trying to get that NFL legs you know, trying to, you know, get the speed of the game. But he's a monster. And I give him, I'm giving him two sacks today um, at, at Washington 2013. And KG, this will be a big win for you guys to try to keep pace with the Eagles because that 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 NFC East lead ain't ain't too ain't too big. No, sir, it is not. Um it, this is anybody's division. Um, with the Cowboys sliding, and if we can keep the Giants on the slide, it could be up to us and the Eagles. Um, today, of course, inactives. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is not playing. Robert Frost is not playing, and Thomas Davis Jr. are on the inactive list. Uh, looking over this game, I think this is a winnable game, but I feel it's about. Any team Washington plays, any game is winnable. Uh, but I will say I agree wholeheartedly. Chase Young has to get some sacks today. If we learned anything from the last time we played the Giants three weeks ago when we nearly beat them, and it wasn't coaching that defeated us. It was execution. So if we execute better today, 
I mean, we held the Cowboys to three points. Three points, one trip to the red zone. That defense is starting to wake up. I'm not going to say dominant. They're starting to wake up. I think we can get another defensive performance, and the offense complements the defense. Defense complements the offense. Uh, Washington can win this one, and dare I say it, I don't even. I can't even tell you the last time we scored thirty points, but I think we'll do it today. I think it's going to be a thirty-one to ten uh, drubbing of the uh, New York Football Giants. So, of course, give me my team. And it's just the, the, the simple fact of learning from your mistakes, learning everything that you, were, you did wrong early in the season and correcting it. So, let's go, team. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. And I got a question for you, KG. I don't know if you got one for me today, but I got a question for you. As of week number nine, does the Washington football team make the playoffs? Ooh. Ooh. Seeing that we got, we still have Cincinnati. Um, matter of fact, Cincinnati's in this stretch. We got Detroit. They're playing good, though. Joe Burrow's yeah, they playing are. good. They are. Uh, we got Cincinnati, Detroit. Um, the Giants in this stretch. Uh we still got Pittsburgh coming up. We still got Philly again. Uh, if they continue to play as good as they did <laughs> the last few weeks, yes, I think they'll be in a playoff hunt until the last day of the season. And they will sneak into the playoffs as a wild card. Somehow, some way, whether they win a division or they make the wild card, but they will make the playoffs this year. Ready uh, here first? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying here. I, I. I mean, I might get killed behind that from uh, the rest of the fans. I, because I had a rule we wasn't gonna say the p word until we made it. So you made me break my rule. Uh, but one game at a time. I think Ron Rivera can turn this ship around and get it going in the right direction. So that's my whole thing. Uh, do you have one for me before we leave? I do. I have a quick one for you. Uh, this is um top of the head, but I want to hear what you got to say. Down in Dallas, they have quarterback issues right now because, you know, the stars hurt, uh, the backups hurt, who can't, who was brought in just in case the star got hurt. Nope, Which I'm is, already uh, saying no. I already know what you're going to ask. Nah, that's not even what I'm going to ask. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I wasn't even going to ask about him. But with everything going on, players, you know, top-tier players not playing, once they get a contract from Dallas, Dallas is turning into the old Washington. Once they get money, they don't play anymore. So my question for you is, is this the last season that we'll see Jerry Jones as the general manager and owner of the Dallas Cowboys. I'll hang up and listen to your... Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, 
No. No, no, no. You ain't got to hang up and listen. No, Jerry Jones um, is one of those people that he can't take his foot out of his mouth. And he's just going to keep burying it deeper and deeper. You're going to see Jerry Jones next year. Who's going to fire him? That That's what I want to know. Who, who's going to fire him? Well, no, it's more along the lines of he has to – he has to hire a capable football GM. And now the only reason why he's the GM is because he's the owner. Let, let's just be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. Okay. The only reason why he's the GM is because he's the owner and he wanted the credit of um, having, oh, well, let me, I want the, the, the I want everything. I, I, I want to have this. I want to have that. I, Cause you know, they gave, uh, Jimmy Johnson all the credit. So he was upset about that. And 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 what has changed to this date? Nothing. Not, they won one Super Bowl without Jimmy Johnson, but with Jimmy Johnson's players in 95. That's been 25 years. They don't make it to the Super Bowl this year. That's 25 years that you have not been to a Super Bowl. You haven't you've been contenders, you've been 13 and 3 and you've lost. 25 years of doing it backwards. When is enough enough? When are you going to say, you know what? I need to take my hands off of this because I am screwing my fucking team up. Never. And and that's what I'm saying. You, The question you asked me, you just answered it. He's the owner. So he can't, he's not going to fire himself. He has too much pride. He's going to see, you're going to see him at the head of the table again, come draft time and, you know, naming the news when it comes to making decisions, you know, um, he's not going nowhere, and the Dallas futility will continue because he won't take his hands out of it. You know, they offensively this year, you know, Dak never got hurt. You're still talking about number one passing offense in the league with Dak. Dak is special, so he has to put his GM hat on his big boy pants. I don't care if Dak got hurt or not. You better pay Dak. If Dak, if I'm Dak and they don't come with a serious offer this year, I'm doing everything in my power. I, I, I'm just, and he's probably not going to do it because it's, it's just Dak Prescott how he is. I demand a trade or release. I'm not, I'm not signing anything. I'll sit out. Well, you it, know? it's, it's also that his contract is expiring this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but now, they can I, franchise tag him. Yeah, I don't understand how you, how you can, let a guy now no no matter how you feel about Dak, Dak is talented. And you know, I give him a hard time all the time because I mean he's a Cowboys quarterback. I've given every Cowboys quarterback a hard time. But here's my problem. How do you let this dude get to the point where his uh his contract is expiring? That's a no no. Because yeah, ex- they, exactly, you know. nephew. That's no, we don't do that. No. He knows, right, bro. And that's why I just said, if I'm Dak and they don't come with a serious offer, I'm gone. Because I just, I just hurt myself playing on a promise. Not what it, you know, not having a secure, you know, future. Not having a contract that should have had at the beginning of the season. You know, and and we laughed at we laughed at that when he asked for what was it forty million, thirty eight yeah. million? Yeah. 
And now it, Dak is making a fool out of everybody because he's he to the Cowboys. I'm not going to say to anybody else in the league. To the Cowboys, they have to pay him that now. They have to pay him that. I just read you a stat. Is this the third or the fourth week Dak's been out? It doesn't even matter. I just read you a stat that said the Cowboys still have the number one passing offense per game. And Dak hasn't played in three weeks. So, yeah. If Jerry Jones take his foot out his ass, his fist out his mouth, and just pull up his pants and, hey, I was wrong. I need to pay Dak. If not, I'm Dak Prescott. I'm gone. I'm gone. So I, I can agree with that. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, but that's like me saying, you know what, B. I I don't think you should be the boss anymore. I think I should run things all wholeheartedly. And then all of a sudden, this beautiful podcast we have right here starts going downhill. And I know it's going downhill. I know it's it's a sinking ship. It's been sinking for 25 years. And then, you know, let's say you go on to elsewhere and you become successful and I'm still sinking. When It's common sense to say, you know what, I need to take my hands off of this and surround myself with people that are not yes men, but people that are going to uh, 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 help me rise back to the top. You can't call yourself America's team. When you're so out of touch with everything, and I, I, I kind of like Jerry Jones. I ain't gonna say I love him. He says some things that kind of make me look at him with a side eye now. But I, I, he, I can tolerate Jerry Jones. But he's making a big mistake, not putting the correct people around him. And that's that's been the case for a long time. So, you know. Well, with that being said, KG, we need to exit on out of here. Um, yeah, give everybody, yeah, give everybody a chance to set the fantasy lineups. If you're playing some FanDuel or DraftKings, uh, hit them up. Um, all of uh, my information that I get for um, the the lines on the games and the point spreads I get from um, VegasInsider.com. So we'll tag them and shout them out. Always get my information from there. Um, NFL.com, ESPN.com, uh, you know, credit for all the articles and stuff that we, you know, we take information from. So shout out to all those guys. So, um, for myself, the boss BJ, for the big guy KG, and for all the other junkies on assignments, getting ready for those games. We out of here. Enjoy your NFL Sunday week number nine. Out.